Well, that escalated quickly. Two weeks ago, we met with Cameron to talk about the benefits of socialising in pubs. And now we've been told we're not allowed to go to them. What am I going to do? Welcome to Wet and Dry, a podcast about male drinking culture, sobriety, midlife crisis, sort of pubs and friendship. I'm Matt and now more than ever... I'm wet. And I'm Jeff. 66 days into a year of not drinking and still completely dry. Which means 66 down and 300 to go. Well done. And uh, <clears throat> I've got it again. We did a little bit of the recording and then we stopped because Matt was coughing so much and had to go. And I've just said, Matt, you can't cough in this podcast. If there's one thing people don't want to hear in their ears at the moment, it's a cough. People are going to think that they can catch it through their headphones. Can, can I just say, I wasn't coughing. I got something stuck in the back of my throat. I ate my food quickly before you came. And I've got a bit of lettuce somewhere around my esophagus that I can't get up. And I've got to get it up before I leave the house because otherwise everyone's going to report me to social health. See, if, anyway. you, if you'd said any other food, I'd have believed you. But lettuce, I mean, come on. We are at Matt's house. I've washed my hands. We are sat two metres away. And will this come up on the podcast? My thermometer. I've got You're, a thermometer. You are. Well, are we doing a live temperature test? <laughs> I want to do a live temperature. I want people to know that we're taking this seriously. So this is now, I'm sticking it in me. <laughs> it's up there now, Jeff. If this comes up as less than 38, we can say it's a coronavirus free podcast. If it doesn't, yeah. And I've got a fever. Does that mean? See ya. Does that, no, does that mean that we have to self-isolate together for the next 14 days? That would be logistically an easy way for us to keep doing this podcast. <laughs> anyway, I've got the thermometer on now because we are in a strange time, <laughs> a very strange time. Times have changed. And I don't want people to think we're being flippant about it. I find it difficult not to be flippant about anything. So there are going to be times during this podcast where I am flippant about coronavirus. And if that upsets you, I apologise. But, you know, I think we've got to keep going with this, haven't we, Jeff? I've always been a fan of gallows humour. I think it's when I'm at my best, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> Look, it's two weeks since we've last done one of these, and my, oh my, times have changed. Oh, oh do you hear that? It's the temperature. I'm up. What am I? What am I? Gee, this is quite exciting, isn't it? 36.4. Is that good? That's safe. I'm fine. Yeah. So we are officially okay to start. You washed your hands when you came in, I've washed you? my hands. I've covered myself in alcohol gel. I've got about half a dozen alcohol wipes left to do the equipment when I get home. I'm putting the thermometer away. So Jeffrey has a kindly, you know when people come around your house and they normally bring a gift, sometimes a bottle, Jeff has kindly <laughs> brought me Naturalio. It is de-alcoholized, I didn't even know that was a word, basically non-alcoholic red wine. Zero percent wine. I mean, you say I've kindly brought it round, you haven't tried it yet. Shall we taste it? Yeah, I've not tasted it before. This is my first go at alcohol-free wine. It's Ribena. A taste of Ribena. It's... I mean, that literally tastes of Ribena. It's grape juice, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I could give the kids that for tea tonight. <laughs> See what they say when I pour them out. But very French that would be. I mean, I'll keep going. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's been an interesting time since we last met. I mean, I have to say, I've always thought you were a man of great power and intelligence. But I didn't realise that the year when you were going to do a no-drinking experiment, you would manage to get the pub shut all around the world. So everyone's doing it now. I mean, just because you are. Yeah, I'm not going to take any blame for the virus, <laughs> but if I'm going down, you're all coming with me. It's been two weeks, and apologies that there wasn't a podcast last week. For me, 
It was a rough week at work. My professional podcast I'm making at the moment is about the marathon. Are you saying this isn't professional? My other podcast that I'm doing at the moment <laughs> is about the marathon and Ooh. that got moved on Friday night. So a quite lengthy re-edit was involved on that one. And then you you had us <laughs> do an event at the school. We where, did, where we did. both our kids have been. We put on a massive evening with an hour and a half long karaoke video, which took up quite a bit of my time last week. Good evening though, wasn't and it? And a quiz. It was a great evening, possibly the last time we're going out for a long while. <laughs> I think the teachers looked like they were enjoying it. They looked like they knew it was the last time they were going out for a while. Well, I think as well, with what's happening now, is I think you're going to find that teachers' wages, when they come back from this break, especially primary school teachers, are going to be paid the same sort of salaries as footballers, 20 grand a week, because after two weeks of trying to teach five, six and seven-year-olds, they'll pay them anything. So it's going to be a big boost to your pro. So well done to the primary school teachers. This uh, wine's cack. <laughs> I don't have much good to say about it other than it looks like wine. It does look it like wine. Like it wine. looks a bottle, but it's not very nice. It would be a good prop for a theatre production. Beyond that, I've, I've nothing else to say. I think I'm getting a bit of a hit off it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so two weeks have passed. And the extraordinary thing is that in that two weeks... Everything has changed. It's only a couple of weeks, as you mentioned at the top, since we were sat down in a pub, we talked about how important pubs were for social inclusion and uh, social gatherings and for mental health. And now we've been told we can't go to one. So we will get to that story in a minute. But we've had a bit of news between the last podcast and this podcast, haven't we? Now, I don't know... I don't I mean, know if it's good news or bad news for me. There has been a lot of news, <laughs> but I think I know what you're talking about. Because I kind of feel like now I know that... I kind of feel like you've been cheating. I knew you were cheating on me, but now I know because, Jeffrey, you won an award, didn't you? In your real podcast life. Can you tell us what it is? Yeah, you're not my only. Yeah, one of the podcasts I made last summer... Uh, what was it, Jeff? It's called The Spin. It's a cricket podcast for The Guardian. And I won a podcast award last week. what week. was the award? It says Best Sports Podcast. I mean, well done. Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, it's still on my desk. I keep meaning to give it to Emma, who's the other presenter so in my life. So by proxy, are we an award-winning kind of podcast or not? Technically, yeah. It's like when someone wins an Oscar and then goes on to make a stinker of a movie. They still get to say featuring Academy Award winner. I'm taking that. Let's put it on the front of the podcast for now. So well done, mate. I think that was well deserved. Thank you very much. It's not award season for this podcast yet. That'll be about 12 months from now. But I mean, it's pretty much in the bag, I would have thought. In other news, people keep sending us alcohol-related stories, either pictures from the paper as they're reading them or, or links to things online, we seem to have become, if anyone sees the words non-alcoholic in a paper, they send it to us. <laughs> so I thought it was worth going through some of those, partly because no one wants to come and speak to us this week. No one wants to speak to anybody. In, in terms of future podcasts and guests, can we do it remotely? I know we're our two metres distance and we've all washed hands and I've taken my temperature live on air, but yeah. for other guests, is there a way we can do this to keep going? Because I think it's important. Don't worry, I'm working on it. I've bought new kit. Uh, we, can, we can do it remotely. You and I might not see each other for a fair amount of time. You're right. So, you know, actually, even if it's just the two of us, one of us might have to be down the line. Okay. But yes, I've sorted that out. Because I think it's important that we keep going on this, especially because, you know, I, I think in hundreds of years' time, there will be school children that look back on these times and they'll, and, and they'll look back on podcasts and they'll look back on... TV news, and I think it's important that we 
keep this going to give the information and that people are aware that during these times in kind of like the blitz spirit people were kept entertained by a great comedy duo such as you know, Anton Deck yeah. and Matt and Jeff I think were the two main ones so you know where people would sit down by the fireplace and listen to that wet and dry podcast and for half an hour their troubles would go away I think we will keep doing it I think the other thing is Actually, this is a really challenging period. Like I said to you, and you know, and I, I tweeted this the other day, I had a genuine panic attack on the tube coming home on goodness knows which night it was, but I just watched one of the number 10 briefings at work, and it was the night we'd been told we couldn't go out anymore. And the tube was really... You could feel the anxiety in everybody. That's because I couldn't go to the pub. <laughs> Quite possibly. But I got home and... The first thing I did was go to the fridge and I had a non-alcoholic San Miguel in there and I had that. But what I really wanted that night was to was to have yeah. a beer. It's probably the closest I've come in the 66 days so far and to going, do you know what? All bets are off. This is not what I signed up to. And to be fair, the news could get what will get worse, I would imagine. And that's going to be something, you know, alcohol be t- does become a crux in difficult times, especially for this nation. So, you know, will you be able to get through that? And it talk- is. I mean, it's an anaesthetic to a lot of people for a lot of things. And it's interesting. A lot of people are giving up alcohol for their mental health. But, you know, sometimes people reach for the bottle, you know, not in a excessive way, but just for that switch off. And that's certainly something I've done in the past. And it's certainly something I wanted to do. On, on Monday evening or whenever it was. So it is interesting that, that you're getting sent all these all these new stories. I mean, I get a few, nothing like you. I mean, who's the guy on Twitter who doesn't like me but likes you? <laughs> Hard to narrow that down. But I think <laughs> he really does. He doesn't like me. He thinks I repeat I your questions all the mean, time. Yeah, you mean Haiku Dad. Hi- Hello, Haiku Dad. Doesn't like me, loves Jeff. He sent us one, didn't he, on Dragon's Den. There were a couple Oh, yeah, of, I haven't watched that yet. But, but yeah. there were a couple of... So I'm saying it has been... But people are sending us stuff. I think that was a couple of brewers on who do low-alcoholic stuff. And my brother sent me one about a low-alcoholic person at a beer festival. So it is interesting that people associate you so much with this that any bit of news, and there has been a news before this happened... It's coming your way. And I don't want that to sound like a complaint because it means neither of us have to do any research. (laughs) So please keep them coming. So thank you to Grant, who sent us a story from the Sunday Times. A couple of weeks ago, the headline was City's pubs must sell no alcohol beer on tap. It's Bristol-based that the city is considering requiring pubs to sell alcohol-free beer on draft in a drive to improve drinkers' health. Can I just say, this is March the 1st. How long ago was that? I mean, it's just over two weeks ago. And that would have been quite an interesting news story, and they probably were thinking about it. They're not thinking about that now, though, no, are they? I, I, they don't think about anything else. That's just weird. Sorry, carry on. There's a couple of things in this. One, I think it's a good idea. I had, for the first time since we recorded the last podcast, big night out. Actually, it was the night I won the award. Hey. Uh, uh, big night out, and I went to a pub and asked for non-alcoholic beer and was told they don't do any. What pub? It was the name and shame. Be at one in Golden Square. In they Soho. don't do no alcoholic luck. They did. They didn't do any. They offered me an apple juice and soda. <laughs> That's not what you asked for. It definitely isn't. And there was that thing when you're at the bar and you're taking far too long to People order. People are pushing I mean, you, tutting. Really busy. 
And also, we all had some drinks vouchers. It was after a big awards do at the Palladium. And so everyone had drinks. Pal- How many days do you spend at the Palladium? I mean, They're every other day. None anymore. <laughs> uh, so everyone had drinks vouchers. It's that thing where everybody's trying to get drinks. And also, what I ended up getting was a soda water with a slice of lime in it. And that still cost me a drinks voucher. Did it? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I felt aggrieved. I felt, as a non drinker, I felt cheated. You're right. It is a good idea. I find the stats in here, I don't believe them actually. In the article, it said one in five Brits are teetotal. I find that hard to believe. It's a lot, isn't it? I mean, okay, some for religious reasons, maybe some for medical. One in five? I presume that's adults. Um, a hundred percent, I believe, of under tens are teetotal. Well, I've got four kids under <laughs> under twelve, and that's right. I mean, one in four of those are teetotal. <laughs> the other three smash it. Uh, so yeah, twenty percent seems a lot. A lot. I think the only way I can break down these stats, we've both got kids in schools. You think kind of of any class of thirty kids, that six of them as adults will be teetotal. That seems quite a lot. It seems loads to me. That does. The other one's quite interesting too, the other side. The alcohol consumption is down 16% since 2004. Was 2004 like a massively boozy year? We're told the population is ageing. You know, we've all seen articles about older people drinking more. I mean, what so were you doing in 2004? Drinking a fair bit, you know, I mean, I think living, I was, I was living talk, life to the full. I was at Talk Sport where, and, and you know, we, we would drink loads. The only other thing I can think of is that the, the smoking ban came in Maybe around then and that might have had something to do with it. But it's certainly interesting. And the second headline kind of, I never really heard this word before I went to Heyman's Gym, but that's not a good one, isn't it? it it's one of my new favourite words. Uh, no low beer, says the headline. Sales rocket thanks to young teetotalers, which leads on from the last story, really. Yeah. That in this one, it says, let me find it. Hey, So 23% of 18 to 24-year-olds are teetotal. So actually, they're, well, they're, almost ab- one they're in above four, the average. One in four young people. And that's up 6% in the last 12 months. So that's an absolute growing trend, which I can only presume is this Instagram generation desire to be healthy and fit and good-looking and okay, aren't they all to, horrible? Think back to you, not university, it's easier in a smaller group. Think back to in your upper six at school, yeah? Because you can kind of probably remember everybody. Can you think of anyone who didn't drink? I can't think of anyone who didn't drink in my year. Can you? I don't know. I can definitely think of kids who are 18 probably were still, hadn't really got into it, but I don't think they'd made a decision to be teetotal. I think they just made a decision not to drink until they went to university kind of thing. It certainly is nowhere near 23%. I mean, that's mad. And it says here that the Society of Independent Brewers back up your point because they say consumers are more conscious of their physical and mental health. So basically, they want to look buff. This is the Love Island generation. So they are putting in some serious energy into how they look. And I guess that kind of boasting about plant-based and sober and everything has a label for the Instagram generation or a hashtag, I guess. But sobriety is definitely one of them. So it is a growing trend. And I think it's interesting. And thank you to the thousand people who sent me a link to that story. (laughs) Uh, I'm taking it that they think I'm one of those young people who's not drinking. You know what's weird? I've now had two glass. I don't know why I've had two glasses because I said I didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah. of the non-alcoholic wine you're getting a buzz from it well no but my head is it's kind of like my brain is telling me i've had two glasses of red wine even though 
I haven't. That taste of red wine, you know, after you've drunk it, is in my head. And I'm now feeling it. <laughs> but obviously well, I'm... Uh, do you know what I was about to say? <laughs> it's so fresh now, the whole ban on us going out, that I was about to say, our next night out, you should do non-alcoholic and see if you get that through the night. That might be in 2021. <laughs> I was going to say, it's going to be a knows? long time. By like... then, I'll be back on the booze. Which leads us... Nicely on to the kind of next topic, which probably have to speak about. So go. We do. And I should do a time check. It is the 18th of March today. It is six minutes past three. So everything we're about to say is accurate as of exactly now. But I mean, come 4.45, when Boris comes out with the the medical officers, who knows what's going to be going on? If I stay here much longer, I might have to move in with you. (laughs) We could do a podcast every day. It would be superb. (laughs) Like just a daily one of ours having our breakfast. Man and Jeff do breakfast. Are people not suffering (laughs) enough? So look, 48 hours ago, the government announced that we should all stay at home, we should avoid social contact, including pubs, theatres and any large gathering. And I know there was an initial backlash against that, that the government had shafted the entertainment industry, sacrificed the entertainment industry, was one comment I read, by telling people not to go, but not telling the pubs to close. And I get that some people had a reaction of, we must support our local pubs and our theatres and cinemas, etc., but it does say something that even though we've been all been told by the Prime Minister stood at a lectern, flanked by his chief medical and scientific officers, we have been told directly not to go to the pub. And when I walked home last night past the Wheat Sheaf and the Rose and Crown... There were people in it. There were people... It was it, Paddy's Day too. It was St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. But there is something hardwired about... It's especially because there is news and we all want to talk about it. I don't know what it's been like in sort of the offices you work in, but I'm finding it hard to get any work done given the amount that everybody's just talking about yeah. the virus. And people want to go and they want to talk about it and they want all the things that we spoke to camera about. I think you find solace and respite in going and having a drink and talking about uh, okay, it. Okay, so, so I'm going to... St- Kind of stick up, but not stick up for them, yeah? I guess I'm always going to be the more responsible one. I spent my life being irresponsible. But even I'm, I've not been to the pub yet, and I'm thinking about whether I go this week or not. I'm weighing it up, whether it's the right option or not, because of what you said. However, if you look at difficult times, look at the Blitz, look at that pub stayed open in there, yeah? The pub I used to drink in was called The Patch, where I grew up. It's called The Patch because they put patches on the window in the blackout so they could keep drinking even when they're bombing That's what we were made of. So, I think... Well, one of my favourite comments of the week, Nick Ferrari said on LBC, he said, you know, they didn't even close the theatres during the Blitz. Come and catch a bomb. <laughs> so, so, someone someone uh, messaged in and said, yeah, you couldn't catch the Blitz. <laughs> but I think so... Our natural place to go, as you say, when things are tough, is a pub to have a drink, to gather around. So there is a natural pull towards a pub at a time of crisis. Also, people, especially like me, when told not to do something, will do it. I've spent my life doing that. So I understand it. I understand the pull to it. I kind of feel maybe they shouldn't have given us a choice. Maybe they should have said either shut it or not shut it. Because why it's open. I spoke to someone who went to pub last night. And they were like, I stayed two metres apart from people. I'm not seeing any elderly people next day. You can kind of self-justify it. And I want to know, will it become almost shaming if people go to the pub? I think, On Friday I think night, will people step. be shaming? Will people be going, what are you idiots doing in there? You know, and will I be one of those idiots? I mean... 
normally in my life when there's been a group of idiots I have been one of them I'm hoping I won't be on this I mean the responsible thing to do is to point out at this stage is still the advice to not go to pubs yeah I think we probably have to and, and, emphasize that one and, it is important it is difficult I mean and it brings up a lot of other things because when we started doing this podcast it was very much your experience yeah moving forward and I was kind of the jokey, light-hearted, devil-on-your-shoulder pushing these stories, and, and that was fine. However, now, for me, we've talked about this before, that my drinking is pub-based drinking. I don't drink at home until you bring me khaki, non-alcoholic <laughs> wine. I don't drink at home. So it will be a difficult one to see how my drinking changes. Well, what are you going to do? Will you have a drink at home now? Nobody likes to war game at the moment, but the next month or so, we're not going to be allowed to go to the pubs. You're not going to not drink for that month. Or are you? Welcome to the club. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I do not feel... For me, sat on my own, watching, having a drink just doesn't work for me. I presume I will maybe go to someone's house at some stage. I mean, that's a presumption at the moment, isn't it? It is a presumption, but maybe I won't. Maybe, I, you know, it'll be called dry and dry. It'll be a at the, rubbish At the point where, you know, we're in a Madrid or Italian-style lockdown for a month, your choices, I guess, are drink at home or not drink at all. You know what? I generally think in that situation, I probably wouldn't drink. That's interesting. I mean, such is your draw to not drinking at home. It's such an association with a social gathering. Yeah. At the moment, if... I don't go out this week. So we had Friday night out when we did the, the school thing and I had a lot to drink then and went to the pub. I haven't had a drink since then and it hasn't crossed my mind to have a drink in that situation. I may have to have one just so I can still say I'm wet, otherwise it ruins the podcast. No one knows what's going to happen in the future. And genuinely, you know, there is no point making plans at the moment. But I guess, what can we do? We're all working from home, so we've all amended the backdrop behind our uh, video <laughs> conferencing in the last few days. This, the other morning, my wife's working at home, and I was so vampired by the TV. They were having a very high-powered business meeting, uh, and I had to say... Oh, I do like your walled ceiling lights. <laughs> <laughs> Things we, like that are about to come out now, had, aren't they? We had 12 of us on a conference call this morning and the first 10 minutes with people just pointing out things in the background <laughs> of other people's. Um, I guess we can all get together on, on a conference call at home and dial in, maybe have a, a night out that way. Does that work? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it more like that. It'd still be a bit odd. I'm going to have to reassess my view on how I drink because I do generally think that, that it's probably we shouldn't go to the pubs and they may even shut. This is going to last. So I'm probably going to have to reassess my, my, my view on how I drink. Maybe I need to start asking you, you know, when um, we went to see the doctor yep. at my brother's place and I asked him for some tips for um, not, and he wouldn't give those tips. Maybe I'm going to have to ask you some tips. Tips for not drinking. I mean, I'm looking at the garden. Maybe it's a garden only thing. It's not far from a park bench, is it? Well, <laughs> well maybe I'm build myself a bar in the back garden. That's it. And, and, and do it I've that seen way. your pizza oven used as a bar before. <laughs> it has been a few times. And I think there's going to be a podcast in the future on how many pubs go broke. Is the way that people drink going to be changed forever? When we take the pub out, will people break that cycle and not want to go back? Or when the government lifts that, are we all going to rush out to the pub like D-Day's come and be dancing in the street and kissing random sailors? It is surely a matter of time before we're all ordered indoors. And you've got to think that when that's finally lifted... That's going to be one hell of a podcast.
party, isn't it? That that is a night I might question my non-drinking. CV day. <laughs> <laughs> CV day. When, when CVD day you know comes, I don't think anybody's coined it yet. But CV, CV day, day is, is when we're all let out. So when CV day comes. I think, and I'm going to give you it now, you can drink on CV Day. We're going to keep doing this, aren't we? We are. And we're going to still try and talk about some of the issues. I think it's going to be heavily weighted with coronavirus. I mean, for starters, we've got the other half of that bottle of wine. I mean, that's that's good. I may use, I mean, I seriously may give it to the kids. I think you can actually use that as hand disinfectant. So look, to wrap this up, and partly because you need to go and pick your kids up from school, and we all need to go home and watch today's press briefing from We've number 10. We've got to be 10. back by 4.45. We've got to be back by sundown. Well, I remember when I was young, I used to get back by 4.45 to watch Neighbours. Now I'm getting back to see whether I'm allowed out tomorrow. As you've said, we will keep doing this. Even if we can't see each other face to face, we will keep doing it somehow. Can I point out that Peter Crouch podcast, which is very high in the charts, they did an isolation one today. It was only 18 minutes long. I think we've done longer than that, haven't we? So we're we're still here for you. And I would say, when you're at home and you've got time, what better than to listen to the soothing tones of me and Jeff? You can go back and listen to other ones. You can send us in some ideas. We're happy to do whatever it is to make the nation get through this crisis. We're here for you. I mean, they're going to play that in the Imperial War Museum <laughs> next to the Churchill clip, aren't they? I mean, EastEnders has been uh, pulled this. And Casualty and Holby City, they're all going. So just think of the extra time people are going to have to sit down and put this on. I'm saying there's going to be a few things come out of this. I think people are going to be kinder to each other after this. I think communities are going to know each other better. These are all things I hope for anyway. I think there's going to be a different way that we drink in the future. And hopefully, we're going to get in the top 100 podcasts. (laughs) Anyway. And on that note, Matt, and possibly for the last time in person for a while, but cheers. (laughs) Cheers.